Welcome, dear listeners. This is the Dr. Metal Podcast, another surface where I try to spread my thoughts on metal culture, subculture, and its connections to art, religion, history, and mythology. My name is Janos Fejes, historian of religions and aesthetician from Hungary, with a PhD in literary and cultural studies. I am currently speaking to you from New York City, from the headquarters of drmetal.home.blog. Please look for the same name, Dr. Metal, on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram as well for additional content. Please remember not to write it with a C, but with a K. Let us start today's episode. Today's episode is the last one in current season, closing this 12-piece series broadcasted from New York City. Thank you for following me during this autumn time. See you back in 2022. Then from Budapest, Hungary. Stockholm-based Amon Amarth is best known for they are named as a kind of a primary source for young metalheads when it comes to learn about Scandinavian mythology. I have to admit they gave a great boost for my topic as well, nevertheless it would be interesting to examine the full palette of their lyrics. First of all, naturally we should introduce them a bit. They took the name of Amon Amarth in 1992, at the first instance not referring to Viking culture as it comes from the Sindarin language of Tolkien's world naming the Mount Doom that can be grouped as a typical example of Tolkienism amongst metalheads, especially when it comes to getting inspiration from the evil characters of this world. This movement reached a kind of a hype in the mid-90s. The Gothenburg-style melodic death metal band never attributed themselves as a Viking metal band, despite all their album covers and stage scenery focuses on the northern world. As their music never applies traditional instruments or tunes, thus they distinct themselves from the Viking metal label, although according to common sense, many bands who work with Scandinavian-themed lyrics are classified as Viking metal, an interesting feature from the band. The lineup of the band may be named the traditional and is quite consistent, as three out of the five musicians are in the band since the beginnings. The current lineup can be seen on the cover of the episode, from left to right, Johann Söderberg, guitarist, Olavi Mikonen, guitarist, Johann Hegg, vocalist, Ted Lundström, bassist, Jöke Wagrin, drummer. In the coming uh, minutes we are going to sing in the lyrics of their 11 albums in a bit different way than before. We can instantly witness their interest in the romanticized side of Viking Age, reading the album titles and seeing their covers, giving a great emphasis for warfare over stress, masculinity and heroism. The usage of dark red colors highlights that as well they waited for their seventh album, Twilight of the Thunder got to change the red-black tones for another, with a glance back to the original on the cover of Surtur Rising from 2011. Their whole album-focused career enumerates a sum of 102 songs, including 50 where clear mythological references are used. The meaning of clear references in this case are myths, references to gods and magical objects in the center of a lyrical piece. The remaining 22 tracks do not deviate from Viking culture neither, but has a general focus on Viking life, warfare and the romanticism connecting to them. Now I would like to focus on the mentioned 50 songs, which are the 49% of the whole career still. 
According to the criteria above, the dispersion of mythological songs is the following on the albums. One sent from the Golden Hall, one song. The Avenger, two songs. The Crusher, four songs. Versus the World, seven songs. Fate of Norns, four songs. With Odin on our side, nine songs. Twilight of the Thunder God, four songs. Sword of Rising, five songs. Deceiver of the Gods, six songs. Yomsviking doesn't have any. Berserker, eight songs. The least amount can be found on Yomsviking using historical and cultural references, while with Odin on our side is the album with songs only using mythological references. Referring to the topics, deems the palette is the following. We have songs that consider the afterlife, this is our 11 of them, the death of Borg is mentioned in 2-1, the end of the world, the Ragnarok is uh, appearing in 11 songs, myths of a particular god in 8 songs, focus on a mythological figure in 4 songs, saga literature in 4 songs, Viking religion in 3 songs, warfare including mythological warfare in 7 songs. Naturally, these lists do not say much about the particular topics, thus afterlife and myths of a particular god to be detailed a bit. From the 11 songs of afterlife, 5 invokes clearly the Valhalla, or the heaven of the slain in battle. These songs are the lust within pagan blood, where silent gods stand guard across the rainbow bridge, Valhalla awaits me, warriors of the north. The song The Fall Through Ginnungagap refers to the cosmic nature of death, where death seems to dwell, tells about the dreaded hail. The fate of Norns is naturally about the Norns and human destiny. Runes to my memories about the burial practice, while Guardians of Oxgard speaks about the Einherjar army of Valhalla. In the category Myths of a Particular God, we find a soul song which is clearly dedicated to Odin. This is Down the Slopes of Death. Thor is mentioned at least three times in Asator, Crack the Sky, Mjolnir, Hammer of Thor. Loki, we have in Deceiver of the Gods, Father of the Wolf and Shapeshifter, in all cases in the same album, Deceiver of the Gods. On the lately mentioned album, we met his daughter Hale too. This list may seem too thin, but if we regard the material focusing on the main motifs, this is our result. Of course, many other gods are referred to in the whole corpus, for example Odin or Frey, but in these cases those songs are categorized in other classes. Two songs are great examples to present this case. The pursuit of Vikings and with Odin on our side are stressing warfare in this world, both invoking the god Odin in the battle, thus the plot of the song is only ornamented by the presence of Odin. This is the case in connection with Frey too, who is shown during his duel with Sorceress Ragnarok, thus last end of Frey, what is put into the category of the end of the world. The figure of Thor is presented four times in the career of the band, Above I only mentioned three as we are going to see the second one from this list is categorized to end of the world and all these songs could be found in three albums. As Thor is a quite popular figure not only in metal music but the subcultures of comic books and fantasy as well, thus I decided to present you three from a bit closer. The fourth, called Mjolnir Hammer of Thor, focuses mainly on the weapon of the god, thus it is now not mentioned. The first one. Asator comes from 2006, depicting the raging god, his eye throwing sparks and with his hammer he goes to the land of the giants, Jotunheim to fight and kill, using his signature thunder and storm to travel. The title of the song invokes his epithet, stressing his Asa lineage. The classic Twilight of the Thunder God shows the god in the tight situation as he duels with the Midgard serpent, Jormungand during Ragnarok. 
Besides, we see the events of the duel, we are informed about the most important feature of Thor, that he is the friend of mankind and is the son of Odin, bringing a bit closer the events of Ragnarok to the audience by death. The serpent is that, dead, that is not a moment of triumph, as the death of Thor comes after it, but is not mentioned in the song, although the title informs us about the gods and the words are in the same time, the same case, they are stepping towards their destruction. Crack the Sky shows a more optimistic image once again, presenting him on his gold chariot that is pulled by magical goats, his weapon and the thunders that are created when he throws his hammer. The storm, the god speeding the skies and his passion fight. These are the most important elements in this song, giving a plain and easy introduction to the god. The short threefold examination above wished to illustrate that maybe the lyrics of Amon Amarth revisits topics from time to time, they are able to show the same figures from different sides. It is clear that they are well read in Viking mythology that is greatly presented in their stage scenery and video clips as well. They use a great variety of motifs that are accessible even in modern times, somewhat building a bridge between the past and the present. Before the closure, I would like to spend some more words for one more thing, namely the reception methods of the lyrics. We may classify their work into three main currents. One, anti-Christian interest, two, imaginary stories, three, retelling. The first category we can put those songs, Bleed for the Ancient Gods and Sound of Eight Hooves, that define Viking culture and religion explicitly against Christianity, even fighting against it besides romanticizing the past. Imaginary stories, a sum of 22 songs, remain in the circle of Scandinavian mythology, but extend some stories, stories or even only use mythological references to brighten up their own plots. The last category has the rest, 26 songs, 52% of the whole package, named as retelling. In these cases, we see that the band gives a modern musical interpretation for different ancient Scandinavian myths quite resembling to the method those were played and sung by scouts in the early Middle Ages. Although Amon Amar, at least according to them, is not a Viking metal band, I would dare say that as they use the contemporary lyre and harp known as electric guitar, giving new life for ancient stories, that makes them part of the current wave of modern scouts. Once again, thank you for listening to the podcast in this season, I am expecting you back in 2022. Thank you for joining me in today's analysis and mental travel into the world of metal and its culture. Thank you for your attention and interest. If you wish to get instant notification about new episodes, please follow the podcast on Spotify or Anchor. Please remember to look for the different social media surfaces of Dr. Metal. Each and every one of those could be found in the Linktree link at the description of the podcast. There you can find contact info, etc. All feedback is appreciated. Thank you very much. Next time, I will wait you back.